day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 45 of Shop Talk. It's Jennifer and Carrie. And after what seems like a long week to get here, we're finally recapping 419, which was part one of the two part event. So it was fun. It was a good episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we saw tons of new faces. Um, you guys know we met Nisi Nash's character, Simone Clark, and we met a couple FBI agents. We met um, Matthew Garza and Casey Fox, who were played by Felix Solis and Kat Foster. Plus, we got some background into Simone's family when we also got to see her dad, uh, Cuddy Clark, who was played by Frankie Faison. So we also got plenty of action with like a high stakes case and it's not over yet, you know, so we still have like yeah next week to look forward to. And I wasn't expecting everything to like wrap up together, but I was like, okay, this is, this is a really good two part event because mm-hmm. the, that ending, it was just like okay, this is a cliffhanger, like, dun, 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 what's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. well, because yeah. I remember, like, seeing that it was, like, well, 10.59, um, my time, and I was, like, okay, we got, like, a minute, and I was, like, oh, okay, cue the ominous music, that's, that's good, like, we're wrapping yeah. things up here, but I was just, like, I don't know, because they did something similar, um, to, like, the, the very end on a different ABC show that I watched, so I was kind of, like, getting deja vu. But, oh yeah um with like the trucks and stuff but yeah I know I like I the episode flew by for me like I looked at my computer clock and it was 9 30 and I was like okay cool and then the next thing I knew it was 10 o'clock my time I'm like wait that's is already over like mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't get anywhere but then I was also like well we got part two next week so yeah but like a movie like a yeah. mini movie um yeah so we do have some slight news to start with um their rookie cast is on they did some press this week to like hype up the uh the two-part event um and they were on the the kelly clarkson show like the entire cast which was amazing um well i mean minus richard and what and sean sad face but um yeah there were some fun moments like kelly had asked about favorite birthdays and so melissa shared hers eric like gave her crap for it um and you know kind of like played off of hers and she believed it for a minute and then you know we got like the famous push and yeah so good and then like nathan shared his and kelly said that she loves how like hard-ass nyla is it was just so good so good they like went ham on margaritas it looks like like eric just bypassed the straw and was like i'm just doing it that was my favorite thing ever i was like okay did you see the parallel that someone did on twitter where it was like lucy and tim were drinking their beers in Mm -hmm. season one episode and then the margaritas yeah Yeah. i was like it's a great parallel in real life and fictional but it's a great parallel Mm -hmm. um yeah and so then we also got Nathan and Nisi two separate times they were on live with Ryan and Kelly, um, along with some other news outlets for press, uh, which is exciting because they rarely get press, like even interviews like on Cinema Blend or, you know, um, give me my remote. So it was cool that they got to do some interviews. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was. So um, we still just wanted to drop the episode description as well. Um, it's for 420. Um, it's airing this coming Sunday, which is already May, which I didn't really I realize. Like it's going to be May 1st. Um, April literally flew by. Like yeah. I don't know where it went. It did for sure. Um, so it's called Inervo. Um, the team alongside the LA division of the FBI are in a race to stop bombs that have been scattered throughout the city by a suspected terrorist. Meanwhile, the Joint Task Force is suspicious of the CIA's involvement in the situation. So, um, same guest stars. We have Nisi um, as Simone, Felix as Agent Garza, um, Kat as Agent Fox, and then Frankie as uh, Patty Clark. So, exciting. Uh, it seems like it picks up like right after or like where it leaves off in the mm-hmm. part one um yeah so should be good yeah um and then as always eric and Rosalind have been releasing new podcast episodes and mm-hmm. yeah this last one i just watched the preview of it and i was like oh my gosh these two are just chaos but in the best way yeah um coincidentally that's how eric put it when they do cast like you know whole group shots on the rookie it was like it's chaos but in the best way and that's why they've stopped filming them apparently so yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah yeah so let's just go right into the episode because it was a fun and intense one those are two words that you wouldn't normally put together but i just did so I mean, it works, though, because it's, yeah. like, they brought, like, the new characters brought just, like, a new energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I like it. I approve. I think it's, yeah, definitely a good way to describe it. Yeah. It definitely starts off, like, it's not calm, but just, like, obviously, like, I literally thought, like, I was just very, like, thrown off because it literally just, like, it starts with just, like, this random guys walking along mm-hmm. and notices that the gate is open like to the well okay it says power station in the descriptions you know is a power plant mm-hmm. the same thing or am i like being dumb i've never heard it called a power station just like a power okay, plant power plant okay i just i had that in in this outline here and i was like oh i don't know if that's the thing or not um anyway so power plant uh gate is open when the guy kind of go like just takes a couple steps closer um we don't actually see the other man come out which i thought was like clever like the camera like was still on i'm going to explain this terribly the camera was still on the guy that walked up to the power plant and we didn't see the mystery man yet we just heard him um and says that he should come in and like check it out he doesn't really know like what's going on um but the guy gets a creepy vibe and since his girlfriend comes by with their dog um because they were just out for a hike i'm assuming um he kind of uses it as an out to uh escape noting how he's probably going to call the police because this guy is serial killer creepy i believe was mm-hmm. the the phrase that he used so um, that is how 
Nolan and Chen get the call. Um, there, it just like starts off with them riding together, which I thought was kind of just easier to do it that way, you know? Because like last, was it last episode? We had like the moment where Tim was like, I'm going to ride with Aaron. Like you're going to ride yeah. with Nolan or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that was just easier. Um, they're kind of just driving along. Um, they're discussing how it's Bailey's uh, Army Reserve Week. And so John's essentially like a bachelor for the week. Um, cue the cringy sort of, not as bad. No, it wasn't as bad. Yeah. But we still didn't need it. Yeah. So um of really things um you know that john hasn't seen since he's been you know doing laundry uh over the last few days um and lucy's kind of like as she's listening to all of this realizing that like so you guys have essentially moved in together and he's like no i wouldn't say that and then he like pause things for a minute and he's like oh my god wait did we actually <laughs> move in together did we accidentally and I'm just like, how do you, this is what I said. Didn't I say this like a couple episodes ago? I'm like, they already kind of moved in together. Like it's their apartment or yeah. their house rather. Like it's not like. I mean, she was like not- decorating his Christmas tree. Like yeah. that's, I mean, yeah, that's more than just like, oh, I'm just going to like stay over for the night. No, like you're basically yeah. living there. Yeah. Like I was like, how did they not. Well, and if he's like doing laundry and like sees frilly things i don't know i literally just like grin <laughs> if he used to be laundry and sees that like it's obvious that they're living together like you can't even yeah. sugarcoat that anymore john like you're yeah. living together i mean her things are like all over no yeah. you're you're living together don't be yeah. chicken about it john no one <laughs> yeah well because you know he was you know it was only well, okay, now it's been a little bit since he was going to do the, you know, almost proposal. But still, it's like they're in Oh, my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, my That's God. That's great. That's great. Um, but, yeah, so it's like, you know, they're, they're in a good place. And apparently, you know, taking this uh, next step that John wasn't even aware of. Um, but yeah, so they're like, their conversations interrupted a little bit when they get the call about the suspicious activity near Griffith Park. Um, so they go to check it out. Um, I like, though, how as they were walking up, um, Lucy, you know, was like just commenting that like she was glad that they're in a good place. And John's like, what's that saying? If you can uh, survive a like secret marriage, you can uh, survive anything. I'm like, sure let's go with that yeah um i kind of want to rewatch season four just to see all the cringy like bela moments because like i you know when we first got the ship like we didn't think it would be the, like so cringy and it's just like cringy moment after another maybe that's because like i'm hardcore chunford and wopez and nylon james but like i don't know i kind of want to like go back and rewatch it and yet i'm like I could save myself so much cringing if I don't do that though. I I mean, yeah, it's a little like now it's a little bit like eh, I don't really but like I just thought they were like kind of humorous at the beginning. Not that they're not now, yeah. but it's just like 
because they never had a normal date. I mean, they still haven't had a normal date, but just like, you know, that was like funny. It wasn't like, yeah. Oh, like it wasn't awkward. It was just funny. Yeah. I also feel like it's very fitting for John to not really realize that like they moved in together and like took that step in their relationship. He's just like, Oh yeah, that did happen. Like we have kind of done that. I don't know. I feel like it's just fitting for John Nolan. So yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So um they go into the uh power plant. They don't really make it that far though, because Nolan discovers the timer. Um tells Lucy to run. They literally both like get out just in the nick of time before it explodes. And then it like technically like it exploded again like as they're on the ground because they both like shielded themselves again yeah i was just like wow okay um so yeah that was the cold open i guess um so after the title card we didn't get the theme song this time again no and for some reason i thought the title card would be like different like you know how they've done like black and white or like different colors I don't know I was just kind of like I feel like this is a big enough event to where they would do that but I kind of thought it'd be like an orange and yellow like on yeah because they did like the orange and yellow and like the um promo posters yeah that the thing like with the you know with um Nisi and Nathan yeah. like back to back like that kind of thing yeah anyone actually listens to this that can do that <laughs> <laughs> like make the title like that'd be cool i don't know i'm just thinking like yellow and orange or like a red or something i mean like, like what they have now is just like a gradient right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. well with the palm trees yeah. it's just different colors yeah know. anyway <laughs> wow we're getting off to a great start already um okay so we aren't the- even like off I page one not. of this we're not mostly my fault it's fine and mine it's fine <laughs> team effort here um so um after the title card we cut to john and lucy being taken care of by the paramedics um i didn't actually notice that like lucy looked over at tim like when he came by um i didn't catch that on my first watch i just saw it like when i was re-watching for this um but I did catch the like once over that he gave her, which was a nice like Chenford crumb. I never know if those things are in the script though, or if that's just like, you know, subtle work. I feel like Eric and Melissa put in. I feel like the looks that they give aren't always in the script. Like that once over, I feel like wasn't. Yeah, but I don't know because I didn't even. Uh, someone had gifted, I think. Um, on tumblr and that's how i saw like i didn't really catch the tint like i mean because i knew the camera like lingered on his face but i was just Mm -hmm. kind of because he had uh like spoke beforehand so i was like i didn't really i was processing what he said not the look he was giving yeah uh, right away Um, i just want to know all of the chenford things that are and are not in the script like i just want them listed out please (laughs) <laughs> that would just make things so much better yeah it would um so the feds show up um sergeant gray actually knows um matthew garza already um but gray does not know uh agent casey fox so she's introduced um 
and like everyone's introduced to each other, I guess I should say. Um, the FBI had been hearing rumors of uh, impending terror attack, um, but now it's actually happened. Um, the person or persons responsible uh, have right now just knocked out power to the valley. Um, and so the FBI's like, wow, I can't speak. The FBI says that they are going to just like take it over um, because like, you know, they got this or whatever. But Gray's like, no, no, no. Two of my officers nearly got killed because of this bomb. Like we want to work it together. So um, Garza says that they will set up a joint task force. The first thing they wanna do though is talk to everyone who called in like the 911. Um, I liked that Nyla and Angela were paired up again and they are the ones that are paying a visit to uh, Professor Meadows who called about an intruder in his home. Uh, he said that someone was in his bedroom. Um, he actually ended up like sketching this uh, suspect and he said that he was an alien. Angela was like, you could tell that he was undocumented. And um, the professor was like, no, an alien, as in an extraterrestrial. Mm -hmm. And apparently this alien uh, stole his research on Los Angeles's traffic patterns. And like, I just love the looks between uh, Nyla and Angela though. Like they really did not know what to think of this call. Like yeah. they were like, uh-huh, okay. And just kind of like wait, like waiting for something else to yeah. like happen. But like, no, like that was it for, well, for right now anyway, um, on their call. And it cuts back over. So like, we're back at the station. Um, the witnesses from the park are giving a description of the suspect to Garza and Gray. Uh, white, 30s, um, scar on his face, and uh, a Russian accent. And Lucy and John are watching uh, in the observation room when Tim and Casey come in and say that they pulled prints off a piece of the explosive. And they come back to... Uh, and Ezekiel Fremont, who is a young black teenager, aka not a white Russian male in his 30s. So like this whole thing that they like, you know, there's kind of like two uh narratives going on here. And it's like, okay, one is not, you know, like it's not matching up. Um, so obviously they um they are going with what they know, like with the fingerprints. Um so the LAPD and the FBI agents uh, break, down, break down the store, um, but he's not there. Casey does find out, however, that um, his high school guidance counselor, Simone Clark, is now a trainee at the FBI in Quantico. So cue the appropriate introduction to Simone. I just thought it was so fitting because like Niecy Nash, like, I've seen her in so many other shows where she like does like guest star like recurring uh, yeah. character roles where she's just like it's I don't know how to explain it like outrageous but she just does it in such a way that it works and like I feel like that's what yeah. this kind of was um, because her character is taking a course like a driving uh, lesson with an instructor 
and her methods literally like send the car in like spinning out like crazy speed um they're certainly wild and unorthodox um she technically got the job done um and i love how the um instructor like got it when they got out of the car is like where did you learn to drive like that and apparently she taught driver's ed um, at Claiborne High School in Washington, D.C. That's where she was also the guidance counselor. And if that wasn't like kind of a hodgepodge of a like, you know, description enough, she also coached the wrestling team there to practice her hand-to-hand combat skills. Um, and the instructor is like busy reprimanding her, right? And he's like, okay, well, you're either FBI material or not because there's like a certain way that they do things and her way is not that um cue the fbi helicopter agent comes out and is like yeah you're gonna come to la now because we need your help with something she's like perfect timing yeah perfect timing because the helicopter just always appears when you need like out of a situation yep great absolutely great um and then of course uh so she's in LA, she makes an entrance that really, honestly, only Niecy Nash can like do it. And just, she just does comedy like so well. Um, yeah. And sass. Yeah, she really does. Yeah, she's so sassy. Um, she's like opening the door, can't get the door open, finally gets the door. She's like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, go over here. Okay. But like side note though, I can't like get over the fact that she's like, oh, excuse me, handsome. And I'm like, ma'am tim is right there that is the wrong man <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong it's fine nolan is fine but just like tim bradford is right there <laughs> i mean mood like, mood yeah um, so though like i know that smithy wasn't a part of this episode it would have kind of been like a little odd i guess if he was but if she had said that to him, he would have had some comeback. Oh my God, imagine that. Imagine oh their God. interaction. Wow. Yeah, because they would I just try it. to one up with, like, one up each other. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be and then she would probably her. just, like, charm the pants off of him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Charm, what is it? Charm and disarm? Isn't that her? Like, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I just like how she like speaks her mind the well she kind of she still speaks out of turn yeah but like she doesn't really like bite her tongue which I appreciate about her character mm-hmm. um because like as um well the profiler's um speaking and Garza's like trying to kind of fill in the blanks she's like shaking her head she's like no 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 like this isn't right um which makes everyone kind of pause and she say she I can't speak this is absolutely terrible Okay, I'm going to try that again. She shares that um, Zeke has, like, sensory overload issues. Um, He's not this, like, you know, like, raging, like, terrorist kid that they're, like, trying to profile him as. Um, He, like, when the whole world was, like, imploding, he, you know, wanted to go somewhere where he felt safe and he feels safest, like, underground, somewhere where it's dark, quiet, um but like agent garza the profile like everyone else in the room is kind of like dismissing her notion except for uh nolan 
because like garth is ready to send her home like he's like okay you can go back to quantico now like you know we don't like thank you for your help. like sort of like a thanks but no thanks like yeah um but nolan you know being nolan stays behind and says how you know she was brave to speak up in there um he really listens to what she has to say and he thinks that she's like the only real expert in the situation so he invites her to ride with him for the rest of the shift to see if they can find uh, Zeke. I liked how they traded life stories. We saw part of this in the sneak peek um, mm-hmm. where, you know, John's the oldest rookie, Simone is the oldest trainee. Um, I thought it was nice that we got the reminder to like the pilot episode because I kind of, it had been so long since I've seen the actual, like just the first episode. Yeah of the rookie I not that I forgot about the bank robbery part but I just you know it was like because no one's so much like a you know a cop now it's like I kind of forgot there was a you know civilian uh Pennsylvanian yeah (laughs) well and like not only did we get introduced to just one rookie but like three like Mm -hmm. all in one episode so and the rest of the characters I mean we got that with this episode too but like I definitely feel like a lot of the focus was on Simone, which, I mean, the episode was named after her. The spinoff is supposed to be about her. But, like, we didn't really get to learn a lot about, like, Garza or, Kate, uh, like, Agent Fox or anything, which, I don't know, part of me is, like, backdoor pilots. Like, they usually cut the others, like, that aren't, like, if, if this gets picked up into a spinoff, like, they'll keep Niecy Nash, but, like, will they keep cat foster and all of them like or will they like replace them i don't know like backdoor pilots have a way of doing that like they'll keep one or two of like the main characters or maybe even three but like not everyone else gets to stay so i don't know just a just the observation um apparently simone always knew she wanted to be an fbi agent but she got sidelined when she was pregnant with Uh, her twins but now since her kids are all grown up she's ready to finish what she started um and nolan uh said you know kind of what she you know lacks in trying to keep up with you know 20 somethings uh she makes up for in experience which i don't know because like it was a slightly different way to kind of bring the age thing back around you know that like yeah. that's always the theme with nolan um mm-hmm. as is giving advice so i guess that kind of it wraps both those in one um yeah so. yeah but i mean it's true because they they both have life experience that i think gives them unique perspectives and like i don't know it just like you know the fbi really should have like listened to her like right off the bat like yeah they called her in like you know what i mean it's like they like called you called her, her in. in yeah why not yeah. listen to her and like yeah. think about her like yeah her, her thought like yeah yeah because like, she even said she was like and i got you know she's like i have mad respect for you even if you don't you know like see um you know what uh she is a guidance counselor like can bring to the table like so she was even saying you know like calling them out a little bit and being like hey i am gonna like you know treat you better than you're treating me essentially and i'm like yeah okay this woman like knows how to like 
command attention and like she knows what she's saying she's obviously intelligent like don't like I just felt like they were like so quick to be like okay she spoke like once at a turn Mm -hmm. of course what was it the driving instructor literally said that the um what's his name the person that like that uh J. Edgar Hoover like you know fired an agent for you know having acne or whatever so like it is very very regimented and strict for a reason but it's like yeah yeah they still they could have just saved some time um but you know at least at least john took a chance and and listened to her um john always sees the best in people he does he does which is kind of why i was a little surprised that he was like okay you're gonna stay in the car now like when they pulled up to the thing i was like dude you literally like told her that she could like come on the road rest of the shit she knows this kid like never's going to like hurt um but he was still like no okay i got it like you know i'm just gonna go check it out um he goes to check out the tunnel uh closest to zeke's apartment um when john doesn't get him um simone does by borrowing quote unquote uh the shop and I I don't want to say like hit him with the car door because she didn't like you know like full on like push the thing out or whatever but just you know, like a light little like kind of it was like a stop um, mm-hmm. with the door um and I just enjoyed her you know I borrowed it to catch a fleeing suspect you're welcome yeah um and Zeke recognizes recognizes Simone. Uh, and like pleads with her not to let him kill him and she's like what man like who are you talking about and that's kind of where it like um well it cuts off like that scene anyway um cut to this scene was so creepy it was so creepy the scene that they cut over to next because it cuts over to their like the actual suspect he's seen in an apartment there's muffled noises there's another man duct taped and trapped in a cage while this the terrorist is looking over uh LA traffic maps with like little pins in them and like is you know like very just like and it like you know it stops on his face so we get a close-up of the suspect we get like kind of a it's ominous yeah it is and it's so creepy but like honestly, the actor who played the suspect did yeah. it so well. He played the creepy guy so well. Yeah, and we knew him. Uh, well, it's not a creepy guy. Oh no, yeah, I was gonna say I was like uh, Yuri uh, Sardarov uh, played. What's his full Brian? Brian Zvonacek. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Brian Zvonacek uh, on Chicago Fire for set no eight seasons. Right? They're in ten now. I always right? lose track. I think it was season eight. Yeah, because yeah, I think it was season eight premiere that he uh, we we lost him <laughs> on fire. I think, and it still hurts. Pretty sure. 
Um, yeah. So, and like his character on from fire, 2012 to 2019. Yeah. 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 So seven years. Yeah. Um, but just like he was like the kind of more uh, like geeky kind of you know like soft spoken very like fun loving guy yeah character on that show and so um just like seeing that close up it like all clicked in my head and I was like wait was that who I think it was I was like whoa because he also had a um like full well like mustache and usually a beard Mm -hmm. uh grown out on Chicago Fire as well and he did not have that at all. Well, like his short hair, because Otis mm-hmm. like usually have longer hair. Yeah. It was a good way to like. I didn't see him as Otis. No, I didn't because of the mustache being gone. Like you know, I was able to like break him apart from Otis mm-hmm. in Fire. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah. But still, it was like what, like mind blown. Like I was still, yeah. I had to stay on that fact for a for a good few minutes like during the commercial because it like cut to the commercial or whatever and I was like whoa I was like oh my gosh I was just mind blown well I'm like we've gotten lucky this year because we've had two people from one Chicago on the rookie like Roland Buck the third was on Poetic Justice yep and then Yuri was on this one and is on next week too so yeah it's just fun it's fun when like people from other shows that like you watch whether they're new old currently airing whatever like they kind of come over and play with these characters yeah we're still waiting i would literally pay all the money in the world still for a pd rookie literally thing i would give anything like if they need an organ i'm there like (laughs) i'll give it yeah, like I will donate. Like I will, I will give them all the things possible <laughs> that they could possibly need to like bring this to fruition. Yeah, it happens so badly. Um, but I will take what I can get if it's you know old, uh, you know actors from the One Chicago universe. That's fine. Yes. Too. Yeah. I mean, technically, you know, like Nakia was on Med for, uh-huh. for a few years there too, and so now she's doing this, and so killing it doing this so yep yeah anyway sorry i digress once again um it's great it's going so well for me um so we're back at the station um simone and nolan are with um gray and uh the uh agents uh garza and fox come in they're like already like quick to dismiss simone um even though gray is like trying to say that like given her relationship with zeke um that she could be the one that talks to him they're like no we've got it from here because she's nowhere near qualified to conduct the interview i'm like rude (laughs) like she's standing right there i was like what the heck i hated how everyone kept dismissing her like even agent fox later on in the episode Mm -hmm. and i was like you guys literally asked her to come here yeah. like and you can't even give her a chance like yeah. it just but I did like how she wasn't giving up and how she was like I'm not going anywhere like yeah her determination was definitely mm-hmm. something like admirable and like like I said though I think just like Nisi just like does it so well like she has these like really confident moments but then is able mm-hmm. to kind of you know like rein it back a little bit and be like okay here I'm gonna be like vulnerable here I'm gonna play this a little bit you know yeah 
more serious or like you know because she puts all the pieces together you know like and um I feel like that was really cool to see in this episode because it uh like lays the framework for the um possible you know like spinoff series yeah yeah that's the word I'm looking for uh yeah so um Simone's walking out with John um this is where we hear she actually grew up in LA um I loved how John like always like asks about people's like families <laughs> like he's always he's just so like such a dad and like yeah. so just you know like family oriented um and she's like well no none that would want to see me right now um and it's then that uh Casey comes out and tells Simone to come back because Zeke will only talk to her so there you go um that is her way back in uh so Simone goes in um John goes too and apparently we learn that like kind of how Simone like was as a counselor um because like Zeke would go in um, to her office every day at school because he needed help like transitioning from like the chaos of his home life and they would just sit and have like this quiet time and it was always like really like soothing for him and just something that really really helped him and then she got him which I thought was nice like you know at a mp3 player to like play music on and like Mm -hmm. so he had that as a tool um and so she just like really connects with like with kids but then I also feel like she just really tries to make connections with people and like I feel like she did that with John too like she really you know like they really help each other well and she did that with the professor later on in the episode too Mm -hmm. yeah which is very much how like Nolan is Mm -hmm. too um so it's no wonder they're you know like they're paired up and like they like they're similar in in how they are with people as well as uh their age because as uh Simone pointed out earlier she's not 50 she's only 48 yeah (laughs) so which technically wait a second hold on didn't we get in canon that John is 46 wasn't he 45 when the show started or no didn't we didn't he say that he's 46 because uh Skip Tracer Randy did the thing oh yeah list or whatever the hell 46 or 47 46 yeah but i think so it because the rookie wonder... timeline is all screwed up anyway so that's the only way that we know like his age know something really quick oh, okay sorry i'm getting sidetracked by looking up people's actual ages hold the phone oh, okay i did not know that uh niecy nash is actually one year older than Nathan Fillion so there you go really yeah Yeah. didn't know that because I was like oh okay that's like fun like I don't know that's like fun that she you know like 48 or whatever and I'm like he's 46 so like yeah cool um in the show anyway again another tangent my apologies um so Zeke like insists that he doesn't know who the um who the man is um but he paid him to build uh, six different detonators and he paid him on the dark web. He was using his engineering skills because he like desperately needed money. Um, And like, obviously Zeke is smart too. So it's like, I feel like kind of people were like 
underestimating like Zeke too in a way Mm -hmm. like not giving him like enough credit to like you know try to talk to him and like but Simone got through to him so obviously like that proves that she can like do the job yeah because like obviously Zeke is smart because he's the one that like put the um like knows how to program these things and like uses his skills to like make them um because there's one regular and then there's five with uh the gps triggers that like go off when they reach a set of coordinates um zeke insists that he doesn't know what the coordinates are but he did tell the uh, man how to like how to program them uh into the detonators um and he defends himself, like defends doing that because the suspect said that he was a research scientist and this was for like an important, you know, project. Um, so he kind of knew that it didn't sound right, but he was desperate for money. And by the time of the like exchange, he knew that something was up, but it was too late. Um, the guy got the detonators and actually tried to shoot Zeke. And so that's why he ran and hid. Um, he doesn't actually know anything else like about the like suspect um he's just sorry that he let simone down i felt bad for the kid i'm just like i hope yeah. that he doesn't have to take like a full i don't know though because then he was being led away though in the next scene um like by the other agents and like simone doesn't really think that he knew about this whole like plot um and she wants to get him a lawyer because she will always have her students back, like no matter what, mm-hmm. even after they graduate. Graduate. So uh, I don't know. And you know, also, I'm just realizing though, does Yuri's character even have a name? He does. Yeah, it's shared closer to the end. Okay. The episode. Yeah. Because I've just been calling him this guy or the suspect, and I'm like, what is his name? <laughs> they say his name is Trevor Gurren grin like that's the name that he's going by at least so who knows i was gonna say i was like yeah that's the name that he like rented the the thing under um but i didn't know if that was the actual name okay but like on imdb it's listed as that so i'm assuming his real name yeah i just didn't know if he was like you know going like it's like i don't know it's like the russian or something like i don't know (laughs) so bad it sounds bad but just like i don't know i didn't yeah okay but anyway so that is kind of halfway through the episode yeah so So then um they all figure out that one of the coordinates is the national guard armory so you know the team's in pursuit um lucy's driving tim's over the radio john is by himself uh bailey's even on the scene with her team um and says the armor chief isn't answering his radio so that's a little sus um and they enter the cage after finding the door like slightly open um and they find the armor chief um and so then bailey calls to john over the radio telling him that you know the suspect's there or was there and like then then she runs out and they see that one of the humvees is driving away so obviously they don't know who's driving it they just think that it's the suspect so john and the rest of the team don't make it there obviously they end up seeing the humvee and meeting up with it um like not far from the armory so they start chasing it um and john's like well we need to stop him at which point i'm like well duh 
Like, obviously <laughs> you do. I'm just gonna let it, like, keep going. Um, mm-hmm. But Tim's like, it's a mini tank. Like, it's bomb-proof, bulletproof, and our shops can't pit maneuver it. Um, so we'll just have to wait for bear- for the Bearcat. Um, and John's just like, well, what about boxing in the Humvees? And Lucy's like, well, no time like the present to find out. And we get another Chenford look. Like, we we got a few during this scene, um, but this one was like the most like noticeable one. So well, then, it's like the camera let it actually. Oh like, yeah, you know, like both, like you know, zoomed, zoomed out. Yeah. We got both our lovely faces. So yeah. So then Tim's like calling out directions. You know, John's supposed to take the left. They're taking the right, and they have to hit him in unison. So. Tim's like aim for the doors not the wheels and Lucy's like why what'll happen if I hit the wheels um and Tim's like we'll die and you'll forever be known as the LAPD cautionary tale and Lucy's like great prove my mother right as always like you know and then she says wait I'll be the cautionary tale no way if this goes bad we'll both be disgraced together like she basically just said if I'm going down you're going down with me like that's it we're in this together yeah yeah um so we weren't entirely sure of like the whole reasoning why like they can't hit the wheels um I mean those wheels on Humvees are huge so it wouldn't be pretty anyway I'm sure but um we asked one of our listeners, Valerie, and she told us that they're actually called run flat. So even if they went flat, they can still be driven on. Um, something like spike strips wouldn't have done anything. So running into the sides wouldn't do anything either, especially if the Humvee was armored, which adds weight. Um, which, I mean, makes sense, like, because the Humvee is used when they're, like, out in the battlefield. So, yeah. you know. Well, and, like, I was, like, reading up on it, like, just, because I know absolutely nothing. Well, I know nothing about any vehicles, <laughs> like, at all. Um, yeah. I'm really, really bad with all that. But just, like, I was reading up, and it said, like, apparently, like, they're, like, the differentials that they have on those, like, allow for movement as long as at least one of the wheels is traction, and, like, yeah. I'm thinking as, like, you know, like, since not all cars have, like, all-wheel drive, you know, so it's, like, some of those can, like, spin out, and so it's, like, I'm kind of thinking that since, like, well, any vehicle can be, like, prone to rolling. I was gonna like, say, even an all-wheel drive can have, yeah. like, you know, spinning out, spin or, out yeah. Um, but I'm just kind of thinking, like, okay if they like hit it then like if there's any like weaponry or anything on board like the Humvee it's gonna go off yeah you know big explosion I just made the thing I need to stop making gestures as if people are actually gonna see this no one cares (laughs) I'm done (laughs) um yeah so they get the Humvee stopped they find out that it's not their suspect um it's actually was it the guy that was at like the gate yeah it's the husband Husband, the right? husband, husband of the abducted of... guy yes yeah um i just couldn't remember if he was at the gate or it not, was so, so dark i was lucky i was able to see like who was doing what or like i barely like yeah. was able to make out like because bailey had the cap on too and i was like if jenna dewan was not actually speaking i wouldn't have even known that she was like they did a lot of night scenes for this yeah, episode they did, they did. 
Um, so then Simone, like, we go over to Simone. She shows up at her dad's front door and he's like, Why are you in LA? Like, he's confused. And so then he asks her if she's still in the FBI. And when she says, Well, technically, I'm a trainee, he shuts the door on her. He opens the door back up, asks if her grandkids are fine. Um, and once he gets his answer, the door is shut again. Um, and Simone's just like out there neighbors walking by and she's like this is embarrassing like let me in yeah, um, like open the damn door I'm like whole mood yeah whole mood. so then we learn that he is a leader uh he is or was it wasn't totally confirmed like the tense but um he is a leader in the defund the police movement um and has daughter in the FBI so it was embarrassing for him um, so he goes to close the door again, but Simone stops him. And she's like, I need your help to clear Zeke's name from the domestic terror plot that he's a suspect of. Um, and, you know, she's like, I only trust you to help me get him a lawyer that will actually care. Um, so we don't get much more on that because like, it cuts back over to the Humvee situation. And they find out that the driver's husband was abducted by the suspect. So, you know, he threatened to kill the guard's husband if he didn't do exactly what the suspect said. So when asked to describe him, he says, you know, he was Russian or at least by his accent with a scar on his face. And Bailey's like, okay, what did he steal from the armory? And um, we find out that he took 200 kilos of C4 explosives. So, cool. Not that I mean, it was like yeah no big deal crazy yeah yeah it's like i don't know why it didn't like bother me but bailey was just like what did they take from my armory i was like yeah is that like is the national guard like you are one person in this whole organization um right i don't know i just thought that was like interesting so i was like wait i was like there are other people around right like it's not just her standing there like i don't know i thought that was well i thought she was army like national guard is different than the army like they're in different branches oh is it see i don't know I, yeah i am not i am not a uh, like because you have the army warrior. you have the navy you have the marines and the national guard national guard is always called out like when there's like a state of emergency yeah but well, and then yeah their air force is that something different? yep air force yeah <laughs> Um, I know like the branches of like like military branches, but I don't like yeah I don't know any outside of my purview. Yeah, I only know like the basics. So, <laughs> um, We're yeah. Waiting. So then, so then we see Simone. So this is where I was kind of like, okay, can we just stick to like one storyline for like yeah. a little bit here? Because then, like, we go back over to Simone. She's cooking dinner for her dad, and she's like. You know, we used to be so close. And he's like, well, that's on you. Again, blaming her. Like, I did not like this for her. So then it turns out she joined the feds after everything that he went through at the hands of law enforcement. We find out that he was incarcerated for a crime that he didn't commit, uh, leaving him to be away from Simone and her mom. Um, And so he's like, I'll find a lawyer for Zeke. But, you know, he tells her that she's on the wrong side of this trouble. And she points out that it was an FBI investigation that got him exonerated and a good agent can make more positive change with one case than most people do in a lifetime. 
and he just wants to know the real reason why she's doing this um and she you know like gives a speech um about you know how like they make up less than one percent and i can't do it justice come on give me a real reason why you were doing this because we make up less than one percent black women make up less than one percent of the fbi speeches at rallies only do so much if we want real justice we need a voice on the inside um and so then her dad says that you know once she's in the fbi they'll change her but you know he comes around when he hears that she might be kicked out um just because she's not like doing as well as she thought um and as well as the fbi wants her to do so then you know he's just like just keep working at it like no one's gonna tell you that you should quit um and so she's she's like a little taken back by that but she's also just like he's finally coming around to me like you know being in the fbi so then we go back to the district where nolan and chenford are looking at a bunch of monitors and nolan's like nolan directs this at chen and he's like did you get any sleep the night before and we get chenford banter which we'll insert because it's just too good not to. And, like, honestly, it's the best thing I think I've heard in a while. So. You get any sleep? No. But uh, Sleeping Beauty here got an hour in the back of the shop. Sergeant Stripes come with privileges. Don't be jealous. Uh, yeah. So then after the little banter moment, um, Lucy just, like, she rolls her eyes, smiles, and goes and sits down. And, like, she almost kind of, like, shakes her head, too, a little bit. And at this point, I'm like oh my god in all caps like be louder with your love for each other Jennifer. like at this point i mean it's uh, like how has nolan not realized that like i mean he was standing right in the middle of them yeah he's looking back and forth like very very subtly between them as they're doing the whole exchange and i'm just like but also like he didn't really realize that bailey had kind of like moved in so like i don't know he's not totally like yeah um but i mean no one like you're standing in the middle of them you've heard lucy talk about tim Mm -hmm. and how much he annoys her like come on dude you're not you're you're a cop here like you know you can put the evidence all together here um yeah so because tim is just like well just perks of being a sergeant and i'm like is it though like are you supposed to be asleep on the job even if it is just for an hour i mean i guess but like literally just don't because like i also just know that lucy like put up a fight with it or something like she obviously gave him sass right i'm a short person so i don't know the struggles of being tall i will never know the struggles of being tall but how are you supposed to like sleep in a car yeah like in the back like um i don't know about in the back i've done it before in the passenger seat i mean i mean i've slept in the back of my car before yeah i have but i'm short (laughs) yeah i mean it wasn't (laughs) like six feet tall it wasn't like uncomfortable i mean it kind of was like i had the seat all the way back and i'm short too but like i couldn't like stretch my legs out or anything but yeah i couldn't imagine like being tall course we didn't get the darn scene anyway another scene that they speak of that we don't actually see just like with gerald the goat so. shame we yeah. on it like i would have taken that over the chen and nolan like riding together talking about frilly things 
I yeah. yeah, I think everyone would have honestly. That just would have been fun though too, because it would just be like you know Eric got to like pretend to be asleep for yeah. a scene. Like, oh my god! Funny. And then today, Monday when we're recording this, the rookie rewatch ladies put out a Twitter thread about Tim Bradford as the Disney princesses, and the first one was Sleeping Beauty because of that comment that Lindsay yeah. made. so good it is the best thread ever if you have not seen it you need to go and look them up rewatch underscore rookie it's too good like they're they like make comparisons to a lot of different princesses like Anna and Elsa like Mulan Mulan was in there Pocahontas like made me laugh the most are you kidding yeah Oh oh my god it was so good so good so yeah, so then Gray comes in with Garza, who's got an update, and you know, he's like, This is a whole new ball game. And the amount of explosives stolen sent shockwaves through DC overnight. So Homeland Security is getting involved along with ETF, which means it's no longer a joint task force and it's completely federal. But Tim's like, uh no, LAPD has worked our bus off and we're staying on. And it's just like Tim Sergeant Tim Bradford things, like no big deal. This man just stays like commanding yeah. the room and the team and he has like leveled them with a look too it was just uh-huh. like intense stare yeah but like he was still you know like oh yeah just perfect yeah perfect so then Garz is like well my hands are tied because the terrorists got away with over 200 kilos of c4 so that kind of changes things and grace just like whoa are you blaming my people for that like gray and tim standing up to garza i was like go off guys go off please um and so then nolan just like steps in because of course he does and he's like i think we're all like running almost sleep and i'm like nolan just you know this is an a and b conversation can you like see yourself out of it in a way like i like nolan Wait, is that like, like a joke that people say? I've never heard that before. You've never heard that? Oh <laughs> That's my the God. funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh my, my brother and sister used to like, ro- we used to like roast each other with that. That's hilarious. Yeah. No, I've never heard that. I don't oh even God. know where like my brother and sister heard of it. They started using That's it first. So funny. Well, because like even I noticed like Lucy was a little worried. Like her expression uh-huh. was like worrisome in the background. But, like, uh, of course, no one, like, was going to stand up and say something about it. Like, at this point, you already had Gray and Tim, like, going up against Garza. Like, no one. Sit down. You don't need to do that, too. Like, you're already a cop. Like, you don't have to, like, prove yourself here. I don't know. So then. Same with, like, the Chenford banter, though. Because, like, no one could have just, like, stepped to the side. And then they yeah, would have been standing <laughs> I mean, no one added, like, nothing to the banter besides asking did you get some sleep last night and even then i don't know i mean nolan and lucy are good friends yeah but to me i was just like i don't i don't know if you needed to ask that but okay whatever yeah so then um yeah so gray's like well we're investigators and we're not stepping down so they go into gray's office to talk in private and nyla walks up to angela's desk because we see nyla kind of like walking by and she's like looking into the room like i don't know what's going on in there but i'm glad that i'm out of it and so nyla's like well there's a problem and she says that tid pulled partial prints from the professor's rear door the one that the aliens jimmied open um and nyla ran the prints but they came back classified 
Um, so Nyla called her friend at the DEA who has a top secret clearance and asked her to run the prints too. And she was denied access to. So like this is sending like red alerts. Like they're they're just questioning like who their suspect is now and like why they're so top secret. So Simone's watching guards on gray like hash things out. And Agent Fox comes up to her and she's like, you know, why are you still in LA? And Simone's just like, we both know that as soon as I get back to the academy, like they'll find a reason to fire me. Um, and so LA for the time being is the only place that she can prove where she belongs. So Agent Fox tells her, you know, it's not gonna happen because she's still a trainee. But Simone points out that, you know, the question like that haven't all of her contributions earned her a place on this task force and fox is like yeah i agree but as a an at which i'm assuming is national academy trainee i, I could so. be wrong um so. who can't follow orders like has no place in the fbi um and so simone's like well you know so she starts to share like a little bit about her backstory and fox just stops her because she's obviously read her file and Simone's like, well, I'm gonna, she talks a little bit more about her dad um, and how he gave up on his dreams. And Fox is like, let me guess, that's not gonna be you. And Simone's like, you're finally like getting to know me a little bit or something like that. And so then Agent Fox is, you know, she tells Simone something that she wishes she had heard uh, when she was starting off and that the FBI isn't a safe space for women's empowerment it's a boys club and Simone still has a chance to make it but she but all she has to do is fit in fit in by hiding who she really is and Simone's like well that's not gonna happen like I've learned in life to be true to who I am um and so that means that she's waiting for Garza so Simone like oversees Nyla and Angela talking after Fox walks away um and you know they're talking to the professor who now thinks that the LAPD is working with the aliens and Nyla and Angela still are not believing the whole thing like you know but the professor is dead set on it so they're trying to raise in with him and you know the professor calls them WIBs and Angela's like what is that and Simone's just like it's he just called you guys women in black um and she asks to speak to Angela and Nyla and says, you know, he's having a clinical delusion and unable to process logic. So by Angela challenging him, it's, it's only pushing him further towards his beliefs. And by, Aunt, by Nyla playing along, that's just making him think that his delusions are real. Um, so Nyla's like, and who are you? Like a psychiatrist? Like we've never seen you around here. Um, and so we learn just a little bit more about what Simone has dealt with when she was a guidance counselor. Um, so she's like, let me talk to him. I can charm and disarm him. Um, that's kind of my strategy. And, you know, it might bring him back to reality. So they're like, at this point, go for it. Like, we need all the help we can get. So she takes the professor to more of a private area. Um, and, you know, she talks to him wondering why, like, he's the only person who saw this happen. Um, and, you know, the professor's like, well, he reeked of chocolate and blood and, you know, he's, he's a shapeshifter. Like he can take on many forms, like, and he's, you know, the professor's even like, like a white man in his thirties and Simone, she, she becomes more intrigued just wanting to know more. And the professor's like, 
he spoke Russian or at least had an accent. And so Simone's kind of connecting the dots because they know that part from, um, from the other parts of the case. So Simone asks the man if, you know, asks if the man had a scar on his face and the professor pretty much confirms that um and simone's like i'll be right back so she goes to talk to angela get a bolo of the um or get a sketch of the suspect and it's hard confirmation that this person is the one who attacked the professor um so i like we know that uh the suspect had zeke build the detonators like he probably just found the kid on the street or something how did he know that the professor had the maps though like the road maps traffic maps of la like Um, did he know him from like school work something like i must have to have known i realized that i didn't put this is why i hate my computer okay it didn't save all of my notes so i like didn't say a part that i was probably supposed to say that would have been helpful because like the guy was like a leader in urban planning so like he like oversaw like la i'm assuming yeah like i'm pretty sure his name like well okay like before he because he also uh invented microdosing for lsd so he fried his brain so he's not much help anymore Mm -hmm. but i'm assuming prior to that he was like a well known like urban planner or like in development or in so like i'm assuming anyway that his name was like everywhere or it had to have been that or like this i don't know the suspect like knew him yeah not personally but knew of him something like that because like professor i mean like if he really was like a professor usually there's like a directory at least in most universities i don't know about california universities but because i mean like usually there's something i mean you don't just get lucky and like find someone who has traffic maps of los angeles like he had to have known him in some way um maybe we'll get more on that next week like how we kind of put that together because like i also want to know how in the world he recruited the people at the very end yeah because it's like i mean i know he like used the name or whatever right like i just want to know like how did he get people to buy into this you know like how is he just so convincing well and like if the professor is well known or was at some point like the internet's around people could have looked up him and been like that is not this professor how do they not know what he looked like yeah yeah i don't know I mean, I understand, like, how he, you know, I mean, he needed the explosive, so he knew where exactly to go for that. The detonators and Zeke, like, building them, he could have put out, like, a Craigslist ad or something. But, like, the traffic maps, there's more to that story there that, like, we have not gotten. Well, maybe because, like, the episode description is, like, they become suspicious that, like, the CIA may be involved. Like, maybe Mm -hmm. someone, like, that's even higher up than they realize, like, just yeah knows everything that they know. So then everyone is in the briefing room and Gray goes over what they know. Um, You know, the suspect is running a house on Lincoln Heights under the name Trevor Gurren. um, And they tracked him through traffic cams where his origin point was the professor's house 
So Garza's like, you know, that's great work. And Nyla's like, hold up. Simone deserves all the credit because she's the one who put it all together. And so everyone looks over at Simone and Garza's like, you know, good work. Um, And so she starts to like talk and, you know, then he just cuts her off by saying like, they need to mobilize additional agents and HRT and notify Homeland and AFT. Um, And I loved that Nyla was like, no, Simone deserves all the credit here. Like women standing up for women. I love Mm -hmm. it. So then Gray, Gray tells Nyla and Angela, like, he needs the schematics for the house. And Tim's like, you know, I'll put in a telephonic warrant out. Like, you know, we've got this under control. So everyone leaves. Simone's still in the briefing room. And Garza is just like, you think that I should put you on the task force, don't you? And she's like, only a fool would keep me off of it. And Garza, you know, just says, like, he's putting her on the task force and that she's riding with him. So she she has a little celebration um before like she goes out um and you know they try and hunt down the suspect um so then they enter the house they find the abducted husband on the ground dead um and lucy's like you know he was most likely killed last night the place sad that bugged me because i was like the guy did everything like he even was like the decoy yeah lapd and fbi to chase down like really but then part of me was like, okay, so was he dead before Trevor even got to the, like, to, oh, the, like to the army? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Because Trevor was seen driving away in a Humvee, too. That's true. So it's like, yeah. I doubt that he would have taken that back to the house yeah, and been true. like, oh, let me just tie off loose ends. Like, no, yeah. I don't know. I, I've got a feeling that he was gone like yeah. way before trevor went to the armory which is just sad because yeah. i mean well because it's just like the guy got in trouble so yeah i mean because there's obviously he's like you know there's a level of sociopathy that has to you know be a part of the yeah. trevor character uh trevor's persona if that even is his actual name but it's just like really like he's apparently okay with this you know like senseless killing yeah <sighs> So then, I, I, the guys. <laughs> I did. So then, um, the place is empty, and the next order of business is to tear it apart, looking for anything that can indicate targets. Um, so while searching the house, Lucy finds a piece of paper stuck to the wall. It's just like a little shred of it, um, and she notices that there were other pins there, um, and it must have been like a map. So. She's like, you know, if we could find the publisher, we could match the pinholes with locations. Um, and Simone comes back out and she's like, there's not a mattress in the bedroom. So the guy's like punishing himself, um, you know, basically depriving himself of nothing soft, nothing warm, no creature comforts. And Gray, they start to like kind of psychoanalyze this guy. And Gray's like, you know, well, maybe he finds the bed like too indulgent. And what better way to stay focused on the mission than to take away every small pleasure? Um, and John's like, I just can't like wrap my head around the connection to Area 51 and why they would classify his fingerprints. Um, Same though, honestly. Yeah. Like when Nyla was talking to Angela about Area 51, I was like, they did not just say that. I was like, <laughs> wait, so now we're bringing what? in another part. Like, I'm yeah, just like, there like, is a lot yeah. going on right now. Yeah. So then they're talking more about Area 51 and the stories about aliens and stuff. And Lucy's over there just like cracking the case. Like the little he had so many student. Good yeah. yeah. 
she was like the little a plus student i loved it um mm-hmm. and she figured that he would like write on the map so she did a wall rubbing and found a word um and it's faint but it says enervo which is latin it means to deprive of power so tim's like well i worked with a lot of guys in the cia while i was in afghanistan and in is just the type of pretentious codename that they give that they've given off so no one's like well in a ground war what's the military's first target and tim's like well to take out the enemy's infrastructure so power water and agent fox is like roads that's his mo um and so, you know, he's going to take out the freeways in Los Angeles, which, like, that's a big feat in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we even saw, like, the aerial shot, and it's just, like, one freeway just going through the city. Yeah. There's so many, like, subdivisions, though, too. Yeah. Like, just within Los Angeles alone. Yeah. It's, like, because I think, wasn't it? Wasn't it ironically the season one uh, Redwood episode that like they had to section off or cordon uh-huh. off the freeways when the uh, quote unquote president or vice president came to town? Yeah, it was like the on so, and off ramps or something. Yeah, and it yeah. T- like that took a long time to shut everything down. I can yeah. only imagine what would happen if something blew up. <laughs> well, and then like they did, they were on the freeway in Amber when uh-huh. the mom was like wanting to jump. And, like, that's not shutting down the entire freeway. But you're still, like, blocking off parts of the freeway. Mm-hmm. Like, for the scene. So, um, then we cut over to the suspect. And he's activating the bombs and, like, closes the moving truck. Like, the U-Haul that it's in. Um, and then we see him walking over to these, like, innocent. I guess they're not really innocent because they're participating in this. But they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um he introduces himself as professor meadows yeah and um he he puts on a facade and he's just like the friendliest like nicest guy and it's like dude no you're not but like yuri killed it once again um (laughs) and you know he's like i'm happy that you agreed to help with this research project of mine um and you know it's figuring out the traffic patterns in la so he gave them a precise drive, a precise driving route for the day. And it's vital that they follow the exact directions in the envelope. Otherwise, they won't get the rest of the payment. And technically blow themselves up. Like, if they... I would assume if they don't follow that, then, like, they're obviously not safe from the explosion because they're driving it. Yeah, exactly what I thought. Yeah. So then, like, we end the episode... And Trevor is standing on top of the parking structure, watching the trucks go their separate ways. He's got like his tablet behind his back. And he turns around and he's just like, like proud of him, proud of himself. So that's where we leave off for a week. Mm -hmm. Ominous ending. Yeah. This was the ending that like, because I also watched a different ABC show called Big Sky, where they literally, I mean, they were smuggling drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, mind you but still they were literally using like delivery like trucks and like hiring uh like truck drivers to to go like move this product over yeah. uh state lines uh into montana 
Uh, and Brian Garrity, who's another one Chicago alum, plays a fantastic. Like he literally, his character died. He's gone now. Oh, <laughs> his character died in this show. I'm sorry if I just spoiled that for anyone that actually might happen to watch Big Sky too. I apologize. Um, but yeah, no, he's gone. He's gone off that show. I thought that uh, I just saw him in like a clip for like. I mean, yeah, it was like episodes. fairly recent. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, so like. It just like gave me such deja vu to like watch the trucks go out because they literally did like a really similar shot um, in that show as well where you could see the trucks drive off with all this merchandise. I, I only watched like the first episode. Like I never went back and watched it. It's but yeah, crazy. you want to talk about something that's crazy? Like crazy? That show is like nuts, but like in a really in a really good way. Like I'm always like they just always kind of like manage to do things that are like outlandish but somehow it works yeah no i just remember watching like brian garrity in the first episode and i was like okay he can play creepy guy like really well yeah so i'm kind of i kind of feel like that's like what the rookie's doing though with this like two-part though is like one-upping yeah themselves like each time because like we're getting the same characters back you know like we're getting like Mm-hmm. obviously like you know the yuri's characters is still there for the time being like zeke because we had the promo picks drop so mm-hmm. yeah yeah i hope that we get more of like lucy or like maybe like nyla and angela like kind of yeah. putting pieces together not that i mind that nolan you know i mean obviously he's the main character he's gonna you know he's gonna be the center of it or, yeah but it's just like you know because like when they were looking at like the maps and trying to figure out like why the you know why the valley why are they targeting right the thing to trying to figure out the armory it was like lucy was like well there's you know there's not a lot of high value targets and then that kind of helped nolan so like i don't i just i want like that teamwork to still continue Uh into this next part so i think i saw someone tweet they were like Lucy, imagine Lucy and Simone like working really well together, and then the FBI like wanting Lucy to kind of come and work for them. Oh man, which I could see it. I could too, honestly. Yeah, because if we're not doing undercover Lucy right now, right? You know, well, I'm like the whole purpose of universes for TV shows and stuff is for characters to cross over. So if they do end up picking up the spinoff, like we could have Lucy crossing over, we could have Simone crossing over, we could have like any of them, and I would love that. Yeah, it'd be so good. Yeah. So that was it for the episode. I mean, like, I just needed to be next Sunday already. I do too. I've got, I mean, I've got other TV shows that like will rip my heart out this week, but. I just really want like the next episode of the rookie to come and just see where this all plays out. So, but we did have some listener thoughts. Do you want to take the first one? Sure. Um, So Mindy said that the episode was good. Would have been better with some Wesley. Yeah, we missed Wesley in this episode um but we get him back next episode we do that's so true and he's working with james it looks like yeah um in a black humley 
Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Mindy said, although it was nice seeing one of Sean's co-stars from the following. Oh, that's right. That's where I've seen Felix Solis before. Oh my gosh. I feel dumb now. Yeah. The following. That was the uh, Kevin Bacon show that was like kind of cultish and like freaky but like really good and like a thrillery kind of show yeah he was and yeah felix was an fbi agent on that show as well he was like recurring i think on that show though um but anyway yeah that was cool that's where yeah okay because i didn't watch the whole thing of the following um but i watched i watched quite a few episodes anyway yeah that that is cool because like i feel like well, like, I remember when Brandon McLaren was on earlier this season, like, he and Sean got along really well. Of course, they shot yeah. numerous scenes together. So it's kind of fun that, like, they all get to, like, you know, play and stuff. Yeah. Um, Nyla and Angela were amazing together again. And Mindy said it seemed right that Nyla knew more about Area 51 than Angela. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It kind of works um and she says simone is wonderful yeah yeah i mean like angela not knowing much about area 51 like i can kind of see it because i feel like her and wesley watch a lot of like true crime documentaries like we've seen that obviously before but i see them watching more like not like sci-fi stuff yeah i don't know free time yeah yeah they're like very like facts like logic yeah I mean, I don't really see Nyla watching a lot of that, but I would assume because of her having Lila like being a little bit older, mm-hmm. I don't know. Lila's probably like gotten into that or something, or James maybe. Yeah. But yeah, Paige said uh, she loved the whole thing, but can we talk about how Chenford had a freaking sleepover in the shop? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would. It's, uh, someone had to stay awake though because they had to like watch or they were like on a stakeout but mm-hmm. I can totally see Lucy like putting up or like getting a little feisty with Tim and being like you're gonna sleep and I have to like stay up and watch or whatever yeah. I can totally see like their banter with that or I could see her like kind of dozing off you know she did in the season one episode or whatever yeah she didn't stay awake and then literally Tim would probably be like, he would be like trying to fall asleep. And then he'd be like, you gonna stay awake now? Yeah. <laughs> and then she'd perk back up and be like, hey, shut up and you go to sleep then. Yeah. Like something like that for sure. Yeah. Um, and Paige also said, we need this spinoff. Seriously, the world needs to see that we need mental health professionals in the criminal justice field. I agree. It was nice to see that refreshing change of face. Like, because with Nolan like he he gets to you know like he tries to get into a suspect's mind and stuff which is nice um but I felt like with Simone it was almost like coming from like more of a genuine I guess place because she she was a guidance counselor so she was like she knows more of what to look for whereas John just tries to like connect with people um well, because then it's oh. like in Nolan with like the union rep thing, I remember he had mentioned that mental health initiative and then it like yeah. got passed, but then it kind of dropped off. Like that storyline kind of dropped yeah. off. So you didn't really mention any more, you know, mental health related or like, you know, just 
how people think or how people feel yeah in, in the show until simone so definitely yeah um valerie had said she really liked the simone character uh thinks the spinoff has a lot of potential uh chenford chenford shop scenes are always top notch uh the episode was fun uh she enjoys the uh more realistic episodes better uh she certainly understands why a lot of people like it um and a little fun fact about the military aspect of the episode uh the humvee isn't armored it's just a hard clamshell configuration oh so it's like not a weighted see i don't know anything (laughs) i don't know anything because i'm thinking it's like this I mean, I'm sure it is just like a massive vehicle, regardless. But like, huh, yeah. I didn't know that it's not. Eh, okay, learn something new. Well, like, because I feel like in other shows, and granted, this is TV; it's not like real life or anything. Um, but where they've tackled the military background for characters, like they've said, like the characters have said, "Oh yeah, my Humvee was, you know, under siege or attacked or something." Like in afghanistan um so i mean i but that doesn't necessarily mean that they were armored or they were like you know they could have just like been cornered in or something but yeah it's it's good it's interesting to know that little fun fact so um and then nc beach girl 48 said it was a really good episode she loved or they loved how it showed you can bring in your different experience from a former job and help uh, helps with your new career and that the new woman slash guy needs to have a voice in the situation and be included as part of the team looking forward to part two same same i liked how like it was similar to no one but it wasn't because it was coming from a female perspective a person of color perspective and she like nolan was a construction or a contractor and he just happened to be in like the wrong place at the wrong time with that bank robbery whereas like simone had wanted to be in the fbi before she had kids she had she she became a guidance counselor like she's always kind of been up for the challenge and like um been working towards this and she just had things that like got in her way whereas Nolan like did a career complete like career 180 when you know he was like in his 40s so Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was interesting to see it from a different perspective and like really see like okay what does a woman have to deal with what does a person of color have to deal with like when they're entering a new career um especially her being older too it was it was cool to see yeah and I like how they brought because like I know Aaron wasn't in this episode but I felt like he could have really understood or like been another source of like you know the incarceration angle that like Simone's dad brought into it too because it's like there's a lot of talk I mean uh, like just in general of like you know prison reform and like Mm -hmm. all the you know but it's just like there's that aspect there's you know they brought the you know black lives matter movement back you know like they mentioned that like i just thought it was really like a good way to kind of bring these important social issues like back around 
on the rookie because we hadn't really touched on it a lot well and like aaron aaron's trying to reinvent himself so is simone like it would have been cool to see like those two kind of bond and i wonder if we'll get to see aaron at all for the rest of the season i I was just gonna think that i was like oh wait we don't have that many episodes left dang it no so i don't know because we don't have episode descriptions for 21 and 22 yet and honestly like i'm a little worried about that because eric keeps like teasing it so just like for chenford stuff i think but (laughs) yeah eric yeah eric and the the cameos and the chaos yeah yeah crazy so yeah Yeah. no it was a good episode Mm -hmm, for sure um so janine had said um really loves how they worked everyone into it uh did miss wesley though yeah i know i remember did i text you or did i tweet at you about wesley? you tweeted at me yeah i tweeted at you a couple times yeah and i didn't i didn't see it at first because i was yeah. tweeting but i had my notifications tab open too and i was like why is she tweeting at me and then i read the actual tweet and i was like oh got it okay yeah yeah about wesley yeah i know because i was just like oh because like his name is listed well i mean yeah. okay it's like nathan but then it goes in alphabetic order right after the fact um and so it was like sean ashmore and i was like okay where is he <laughs> yeah i think it was just listed because he's like a regular yeah but, but yeah, yeah. No, i missed him. that we get him next week so there you go janine we have confirmation that we get him back next week um yep. And so she had read something, uh, someone else had posted that because Chen is so smart and there's like similarities between her and Simone, could you imagine them trying to poach Lucy next season? I think that's um, what I had read, yeah. Oh, okay, you had read, okay. Mm-hmm. See, I, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible. I'm forgetting that they're renewed for season five because it came early. Yeah. <laughs> like that sounds terrible, but I'm forgetting that there is like that like, op- like opening now mm-hmm. that they have this potential to you know play these new things out because um Janina said she liked uh Casey and Lucy working together so yeah I did too I enjoyed just like um Simone Casey Lucy Angela and that like all the all the women not that I don't enjoy the men but just like the girl power was like so yeah. fierce in this episode I'm going to need more of Agent Fox and Lucy Chen working together, please. Like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Janine loved the Chenford crumb of Tim giving Lucy a once over after she and Nolan escaped the explosion. Yes, that was a definite like crumb, like super quick, like blink and you miss it quick because I missed mm-hmm. it the time. Um, the suspect was calculating and sneaky too, especially using the guard's husband to get him to break into the armory. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it was awesome how Chenford and Nolan took out the Hummer. Um, oh, but how, oh, Janine was the one that was wondering how uh, would hitting the wheels be like dangerous? Yeah. I still, I just wish I knew more about these things. But, yeah because like i researched this for like i know so did i and i texted my brother who knows oh well i think he knows a little bit more about humvees he sure knows a lot more i'm sure than i do but he mm-hmm. never responded so yeah 
was I couldn't. And he watches the rookie, but he's also <laughs> like hours behind me in time. So yeah, um, but yeah, I I mean, yeah. So just that whole thing. I don't know, because then like then you have Bailey come in, which like brings you know the army thing like back around. But then it's like she like has a what's that expression like she's dipped a toe into every kind of field yeah or like you know thing like she has you know like six jobs or whatever so it's like you can't really get like a full story with mm-hmm. her so yeah I we've definitely gotten like bits and pieces <laughs> like i'd rather have a full backstory on her like we do for simone so far than mm-hmm. like bits and pieces of bailey's yeah yeah um but janine says she missed uh their banter when they don't ride together yeah for sure for banter top notch i mean always but like it was nice to have a couple pieces like in this episode yeah um she has so many questions regarding the um sleeping beauty comment um so like if tim was in the back of the shop sleeping did um did Lucy try to close her eyes in the front of the shop? Yeah, see, this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, did she like doze off too? This is what I'm thinking too. Um, and also, don't the oh, Lucy had said back seat. She thinks she means like the back doors. Don't they lock? So he was basically locked in the back of the shop. Oh. Yeah, but can't so. she unlock them from inside? I don't know though because like wasn't there an episode in season one where like Talia didn't lock the door of the shop and so someone got in can you unlock them from the inside oh maybe I don't know that or he climbed he climbed back I'm going with (laughs) that imagine oh my god and Lucy's like seriously I'm dealing with this right (laughs) now yeah yeah. No, I'm I'm going with that. It's canon now. It's canon. He climbed back there. What's well, Don't they have the thing? The um, the net is not the word. The cage, you know, like the wind, like the crisscross, the hatch. I'm um, choosing to believe that in that shop that night, it was not there. Or he like just like kicked it out. He's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to sleep. Yep. Like I don't want to wait. He climbed over the console. <laughs> she was in driver's seat. Yeah, I'm choosing to believe that. He just climbed on back there. He was like, you're up front. You're watching. Like, you're in the driver's seat. I'm taking a nap for an hour. Because she did say that he only slept for, like, an hour. So, it wasn't that long, but... Yeah. That's so funny that people, like, kind of ran wild with that whole, like, idea. Just of, like, tempered. Because she did say in the back, right? Because here I was thinking, like, well, he could just, like, lay the front seat down. I, but, think. I don't know no idea i've never actually been in i mean I, see i was just thinking no. last night i was like okay so lucy was in there when he was sleeping even for just an hour so like did she take note like does he snore does he sleep talk like come on like i was just i mean give me a give me a crumb and i'll just take it and run with it like well especially since we didn't get the full like you know they both didn't fall asleep in 401 you know like at the yeah like in that one scene you know because they got the call or whatever about guatemala so don't really know either of their sleeping habits so, but i yeah. i am going with that he like climbed in the back over the console or whatever they have in the middle i'm going with that 
Um, and last thing Janine said was like, oh my gosh, Simone Clark, this is going to be a hell of a show. She loves Nisi. Um, they made her one-liners fit uh, like perfectly for her. And like between her first scene, every scene after, she enjoys seeing her on screen. Um, and Simone, Angela, and Nyla are an awesome triple threat. Um, and who would have thought both cases were connected? Yeah, I thought that was so cool too. Like how just everything like kind of fell into place like for the first part of the episode you know because they're still in the whole you know yeah to go. so yeah for sure loving it really hope the spinoff gets picked up putting out all the good vibes for that i know i know yeah. i hope so and i hope that we don't have to like wait like weeks on end to find out yeah or like um. a, i could see it being like a mid what's the word mid-season like filler yeah or something yeah i don't know because like will it be on well the rookie's already on at 9 p.m on sundays and they've got stuff that airs right up until the rookie on sundays so like yeah. would it be because like the 911 shows they're both on on mondays but lone star only comes on like the mid-season i don't know they have like a weird schedule and the one Chicago shows, like, they're on on Wednesday nights. It would make sense to have they them on, like, on the same night. Because the Law & Order shows are all on on Thursdays. Same with Grey's. Like, oh my gosh, all of these universes. There's so many. Yeah. That it would just make sense to have them both on on Sunday night. And I think, aren't the FBI's on CBS on the same? On Tuesdays? Uh, Tuesdays, Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Dick Wolf, Ryan Murphy, and Shonda Rhimes just like own TV. And pretty soon Alexi Holly will leave because I'm manifesting the spinoff. I'm manifesting it. For sure. Totally. 100%. Is there any other universes like on TV? What's the one on CW? Like Legacies or something? Oh, yeah. The, well, I don't actually know what it's called. Like, I don't know if there it's was the, the Vampire Diaries, the originals, and then Legacies. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a huge universe. I don't mm-hmm. watch the CW, but yeah. And then I know like All American had just come out with a spinoff uh, show oh. for them. That's like, a, that's like a literal like American like uh, young adult yeah. drama. So, yeah. Not like a supernatural kind of thing, but yeah. That's yeah. Tons of TVs just killing it, and hopefully the rookie can like prosper in that way. Yeah, I don't know. Like honestly, I didn't see the rookie like potentially getting a spinoff. But like when the news came out about this, and like after seeing this episode, I'm like, I can totally see it now. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just like didn't think about it that much before. But yeah, now I'm like, okay, well, you showed me part one of a like backdoor pilot and now i need it like give me the spinoff so for whatever reason though maybe it's just because i live on the east coast and like i don't know anything about the west coast except for my one time visiting california i like kind of thought for whatever reason the spinoff would be like east coast or like you know since like she's yeah well she was in the like quantico you know or like washington dc east Mm -hmm. coast kind of thought it would take place there like somewhere on the east coast but yeah but she's also from LA so it would make sense yeah Mm -hmm. I don't know it is interesting but I don't know we shall see 
I um I noticed that the rookie fandom is getting bigger. Like in the last few days, if not like a week, two weeks, there's been like new fans like join. There like someone tweeted yesterday, I spent four weeks binge watching the rookie to watch it live tonight or something. Um, and there's been quite a few new like fans. So I mean the fandom's getting bigger. It's getting it's such a little family. So yeah. well and like we were talking to Heather when we did like a rookie rewatch slash shop talk like game night the other night. And Heather Heather Elf seventy seven um on Twitter had said that she was in the rookie fandom like when it first started and she was like it's it was nothing compared to what it is now in terms of like fans and you know all the twitter chaos so yeah yeah it's grown that's for sure thanks to the pandemic honestly (laughs) so and speak from experience that is how i got into it yep the only good thing really to come out of 2020 for me was that basically the only thing to really come out of the 2020s overall because like honestly we're two years into this new decade and like (laughs) i feel like nothing has really changed so yeah it can just it stayed the same but yeah stay the same yeah but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for tonight's episode. Um, you can find us on Twitter at the Shop Talk Pod underscore or email us at shoptalktherookiepodcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. You can find us individually on Twitter as well. I'm at jstark804. And I'm at Carrie Hyman. And uh, we'll be back next week to discuss 420. Um, but in the meantime, you know, we are still just like tweeting out content um if you want to get rookie merch uh we've got the t public store for that um kind of gear up for the finales they've always got sales going on and yeah we've only got like three episodes left until may 15th so that's exciting and also like where did the season go so yeah But that's it from us. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Go get them, boo.